This is Hacker Public Radio episode 3526 for Monday the 7th of February 2022. Today's show is entitled, HDR Community News for January 2022, and is part of the series, HDR Community News. It is hosted by HDR volunteers, and is about 44 minutes long, and carries an explicit flag. The summary is, HDR volunteers talk about shows released, and comments posted in January 2022. Hi everybody, my name is Ken Fallon and you're listening to another episode of Hacker Public Radio Community News, this time for January 2022. And joining me this evening is... Hi, it's Dave Morris. It's not evening here, but uh, (laughs) that'll do. So, HPR HPR is a community podcast that has been running for over 16 years and where all the shows have been submitted by listeners very much like you. We have called for shows open at the moment. We would like people to submit shows, and I've asked the regular hosts not to submit shows uh, more than once every two weeks, as was our policy, unless it gets really, really, really urgent. So um what I've seen over the last period of time is that uh, regular hosts uh, have been coming in, shoring up the gaps, and I think that will lead to burnout from them. So I'm quite concerned about losing regular hosts. So if you're new, are uh, new to this whole concept of Hacker Public Radio, and you haven't introduced yourselves, I wonder if you could do that. Just a five-minute show telling us who you are, where you're listening from, and the journey that brought you to uh, tech community in general. That's a great show to start with. Dave, I would normally pass you over to introduce the new host for this month, but alas... There are none, sadly. Sadly. So let's do better next month, folks. Let's do better next month. So the people listening to this could uh, record a little show and send it in. It's not that hard. It's not that scary. And yeah. It'll be grand, sure. Think of us like a hackerspace. You wouldn't just walk into a hackerspace and just sit down and start listening to people without saying, hi, I'm Bob or Mary or Annabelle or whoever. And I'm new in the neighborhood and I'm just listening and my interests are blah, blah, blah. Correct, Dave, or not? I would agree with that. Yes, for sure. It's, uh, it's yeah, even if you're not a very talkative person, which uh, is the thing I suffer from when I go into a room full of people. Yes. Uh, it's, it's a good thing to, I mean, you would, you would feel, you know, uh, I'm trying to join this, this group. So um, yeah, let me just uh, break through the barriers in my head and, uh, and, and try and say some stuff um, to introduce myself and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good point. And feel free to be anonymous or come up with an interesting handle if you're worried that other people will know who you are. Plausible deniability is always an excellent thing. Anyway, last month, the first show, so what we do in this show is we kind of, we're the janitors, we don't make the policy, just go to the About page in HPR, and you will see all about that. I won't go into it here, but what Dave and I do um, is go through the news anything that's been happening with HBR in the last month and we also go through every show just to make sure that everybody gets some feedback and we'll read the comments that have been posted to those shows. And we start with 
community news for December 2021. And there was, alas, no comments to that, Dave. There were no comments. No, no. We, we were so un- uncontroversial these days. That's the way of things. <laughs> or the, the level for controversy has increased so much that what we say doesn't, <laughs> yes, doesn't enter yes. into it. Yeah, yeah. We, we, must do, we must think about ways of being mildly controversial in the future. So next day we had uh, one of our regular hosts who has uh, stepped into the breach many times, Tony, uh, Tony Hughes, and give us a little rundown on a new uh, on his new Juno PC, which he got before Christmas. Oh, and this looks very nice, very nice indeed. Yeah, absolutely. I, I had to rush off to the website to to see what else they had there. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm I'm probably going to be in the market for something soon because my my uh, reliable old nine year old <laughs> i7 stopped being reliable. Uh, just a, a day or two ago. So, yeah. But, yeah, it sounds, sounds great. And really a good choice is made there, I would say. Oh, I need to go to the door back in a second. Delivery of COVID tests, Dave. Very <laughs> <laughs> good. Oh, that's the world we live in. Oh, indeed, indeed. It's too big to put through the letterbox, no doubt. So, yes, this looks like a nice little PC, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my only, the only thing against it is I quite like having large boxes that I can put lots of other gubbins in. The mood takes me, but uh, that's probably where I've gone wrong. So, yes, the next one released on the 5th of January was one produced prior to the HPR New Year show, and we used it as a an updated version of our Mumble how-to, so... No comments on that. Hopefully it was self-explanatory. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good. Very, very timely, as intended, of course. So, yeah. In fact, I just referred to it because I'm using my laptop today and it still had the old address and stuff on there. (laughs) So so I went, oh, Ken did that. I'll go and read that show. That'll tell me what the name is. Very, very good. Well, that's it. Boring how-tos. We got them. Following day, we had your show with uh, McNallu, James Webb Telescope, and I know this one had a comment because I was laughing about it. DNT said that uh, your show was about um, the recently launched when we were recording this uh, James Webb Space Telescope, which was extremely exciting. And DNT said, "Mission Control, great broadcast." And in quotes, that's the main engine, I think. And that's the booster. Wow. And there it goes. Goodness me. Is one of the audio clips that we will hear for generations to come. And I suspect many of the same phrases we heard at Mission Control that day, such as, I don't fully understand how Lagrange point works. And you want to do that Otherwise, you end up in a rather wishy-washy bit of turkey, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it was, <laughs> it was sort of, um, yeah, stream of consciousness stuff and, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, ambient sound stuff. So it was. Well, it was a live day. stream. It was. It was. McNallo was cooking turkey for his uh, his guests, <laughs> in, and he was doing this in between, which was great and. Uh, so, yes, we had a little bit of discussion about turkey cooking along the way. 
Yes. I'm uh, rather peeved. You knew very well I was available on watching that that day. I was peeved not to be in, in uh, included, but obviously you're keeping it <laughs> a, sc- a scotch-only yeah. thing. One of the legacies <laughs> of breakfast from Brexit. I didn't actually realise that you. Well, there were two things actually. First, um, Andrew backpedal, backpedal, backpedal. Back. Uh, no, Andrew said just out of the blue. I said to him, "Were you watching the uh, the James Webb thing?" He says, "Oh yeah." Should we should we chat about it on Mumble? And I said, yeah. And then he's then I said to him, shall I record? And he, what? what uh, oh, we're making a show then. Yeah, okay. And at that point, I think we sort of we then fell into the, uh, the whole process of launching. So it was all a bit last minute. <laughs> it was in create the idea was created and and executed within a relatively short space of time. So that, that, not having all that many brain cells to think about the thing. No. <laughs> Yes, yes, it would have been fun with three, but there you go. And the following day, uh, we had a interview with Benny, who recently got his ham radio ticket in Switzerland, and there was one comment to that show. Right, and excuse me, um, baffled said, "Nice show, hi, Ken and Benny. It was a great show. Thank you." Things have sure changed since I got my ticket. I'm looking forward to future episodes in this series. Yes, and if other people out there have recently got their amateur radio ticket in other jurisdictions, we're very, very interested in hearing um, hearing from you. Much prefer to interview actual listeners who's done it as opposed to contacting the uh, ham radio organisations, which I will be forced to do. Uh, because nobody yet has stepped forward to be interviewed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. I enjoyed this show. It was yep. quite an in- insight for for us non-hammy people. So the following day was a very interesting one. Hitch your um, contest twenty twenty two zero one operators giving away fifty buck microphone to any new hosts who's joined. So this is something that he's running. So, yeah. Great idea. Absolutely great idea. Considering how few hosts there are, get your show in now and uh, <laughs> you win by default. <laughs> That's very kind of him. I must say, I I don't think we thank the community enough for all the stuff they do, like the stickers and the banners and the domains and all the rest of that stuff. A lot of, a lot of stuff for HBR is provided by the community just yeah. as Absolutely. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, definitely a thing we should we should make more fuss about. And then, possibly one of my most interesting episodes because I'm heading down this track myself was USB turntable fix and sound journey, where uh, Archer seventy two uses a record, a sound, and FF MPEG to record an album. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I. Uh... I haven't completely absorbed this yet. It's definitely something I want to do. Although I gave my uh, record deck to my to my son, who is uh, is quite keen on vinyl and stuff. But um, uh-huh. I shall have to borrow it back off. Well, actually, I've got a a um, young man's <laughs> early early record player thingy up in the attic somewhere, okay. which was uh, an extremely cheapo one. <laughs> Sounds like I'm disparaging my parents for buying it for me in my teens. I wonder if I could uh, repurpose that. It's probably got real valves in it somewhere. Cool. 
boo, wait 15 <laughs> minutes for it to warm up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I ordered a, um, I know you're talking about vinyl, but um, I have a whole box of cassette tapes to do first. Mm-hmm. And I ordered a USB, a, you know, like a Walkman type format with a USB connection. I'm wondering how crap it's going to be or whether I should just use my H2 Zoom with short, you know, good audio cables in between. But we'll mm-hmm. see closer to the time. In any yeah, event, yeah. on that happy day, I'll be referring to this episode. Yeah, yeah, some great stuff uh, Archer 72 has done here and documented for us. That's amazing. Yes, that's the best as well. Uh, following day, we had um, Tukatoro To back with her show on the differences between C Sharp and Haskell. And I like this because it kind of gave me a grounding on what the hell Haskell was all about. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's, um, I've said before, my, my friend Tom, who's a computer scientist, absolutely loves Haskell. But he doesn't use it much, uh, but he just regards it as the most wonderful thing ever. And mm-hmm. I think it is, it is that, it's, it's sort of a platform for learning about, um, programming, I guess. Yeah, did, I've did seen we, them. Mm-hmm. Sorry, go ahead, over. No, no, I, just to say, I think that comment was made in, to Toto's uh, uh, show, but I, I didn't make a note of what what she said. But um, yeah, it's it, it, it sort of set the set a marker in the in the in the sand, as far as I was concerned. Yeah. So much so I forgot. <laughs> uh, I see that computer file use um, Haskell quite a lot uh, when explaining some of the topics. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, I don't fully understand what they're talking about because there was one show, uh, What's a Monad? And I went into that thinking, oh, that'll, that'll be an interesting voyage. And I came out going, oh, I don't understand. So, yes. So the following day, we had the Matrix Project without Neo. So this is about the Matrix Foundation, some a team by the Linux in-laws, obviously, an in- interview with them. And it was Neil Janssen, VP of Engineering Element. And we use this every day. So great yeah, little tool, yeah. great interview. Absolutely. absolutely. I don't know if um, uh, Neil Johnson is, ever, go, ever went to OCAMP because there was, a, there was a matrix presence at OCAMP, um, I think maybe a couple of years running. And uh, uh, lots of people were going and and uh, and quizzing the, the people at the desk there as to what was going on. But uh, yeah, so maybe we have met uh, Neil at some point in an old camp uh, um, yeah. context. Yeah, anyway, pretty good. But it's it's a, it's quite an impressive thing. It is yes. And uh, those of you listening, Fostem is coming up, and they. If you really want to see Matrix at its best, have uh, tune into FOSTEM and you'll see all the things that it can do. Yeah, I know. It's uh, is it is it this coming weekend? Yeah, it's this weekend. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, absolutely. So yes, must uh, must go and uh, well watch some of these things. Exactly. Cool. Syntax switches and help. Any interest in the 
the whole dust thing, Dave? <laughs> don't ask. Don't ask. <laughs> it's it's yeah. I I I just have. I'm so prejudiced about these things because I I went through it to a certain extent and came at the other end thinking, well, thank goodness that's over. Now I can go into a proper payment <laughs> system. <laughs> you, you asked me that because you knew I was going to say something like that. But uh, I don't have any nostalgia for these things at all. In fact, um, my uh, friend is very, who I used to work with is very, very keen on uh, open VMS as an old old uh, operating system. But And I ran it for, ran, ran an instance um, for many, many years, probably about 10. Uh, but I have no desire to go back to it. He, he, on the other hand, set it up on Raspberry Pis and stuff and, and messed about with it and things. So I, I just want to move on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to on the other hand, said, this brought back memories. This was fun to listen to and remember how my first PC was handed down IBM 088 that I got from a local metal shop. It had a whopping 640 kilobits of memory and two floppy drives. No hard drive at all. There were no fancy graphical user interfaces around anything. All interaction was text mode with the keyboard. Yep, yep. Been there, done that sort of thing. The following day, we had Podman like Vagrant, and this was an episode from Tlatu, whose show notes, I must say, has improved over the years, so much so that I have been using this extensively. This is genius. It allows you yes. just to run a little container, and it just opened up the world to me. Very, mm. very good show. I've referred several people to this one since. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I can see the the use in, in, in all sorts of contexts. I don't necessarily have any need at the moment that I can discern, but that might just be my short-sightedness. But uh, good to know, should I ever encounter the need. Well, yeah, I use containers quite a bit. So, and this just made this a lot easier. Yep. Um, following day we had Jezra flapping gums about old hardware and how I use it and this this show had everything music ducks what's not what's not to love <laughs> yeah 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 typical Jezra uh, I, I missed missed his show he's done some some gems in the in the past then this was this was a gem as well <laughs> fantastic I must say I've Gone. I've written my own um, tool to migrate photos of SD cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, amazingly overkill. I think I did. I've already done a show about it way back. I just never really liked the idea of uh, removing the files before I was a hundred percent sure that they were on the destination. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Well, that's a good point. Yes, I tend to keep them on that camera quite a lot of the time. <laughs> no, I mean and and elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, good lad, good lad. So, yeah. Three, uh, three lo- off-site locations, no doubt. One in the bank. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're Obviously. all not in the camera. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they're definitely not just in the camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
All righty, no, no other comments on that. Uh, no comments on the next show, which was Summits on the Air, combination of mountain climbing and amateur radio. Basically, you leg it up a mountain with all the kit that you need to transmit and you transmit stuff and people listen to you. What could be simpler? Absolutely, absolutely. That's, it's a great thing. I had no idea that, uh, that people did this sort of thing. Nor did I. Nor did I. <laughs> Trust Benny. <laughs> exactly. That sounds altogether too much too fit for my <laughs> too much exercise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have trouble getting up the hill to the bus stop these days, so yeah. I ain't, ain't going up no mountains. Br- bring a radio with you and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll call <laughs> it can. Uh, anywho, hacking stories, soft drinks, these are always popular. Old pen test stories by operator. And uh, <laughs> you, you know you're in trouble when the, the link to the show notes links to the script that says uh, how to mass unlock all the accounts in the organization you're pen testing. <laughs> mass PowerShell oh, unlock boy. script. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, boy. Uh, no, it's a, good, a great show. If you haven't listened to it, give it a listen, folks. It had me in stitches. There's tremendous anecdotes about uh, doing that sort of work. It's yeah, really, apparently it's yeah. got a lot more coming. So yeah, it's great yeah. on the HBR getting shows level, but also I find them quite interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a world I I know nothing about really. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a great revelation as far as I'm concerned. So the next day, no comments either on my show about Android debugging and SCRCPY. If you have an Android phone, this is absolutely useful for you. Uh, The show, I talk about how to connect to Android debugging tools remotely over the network so you don't have to be plugged in on the USB cable, and then how you can interact with the UI like a um, what do you call it, VNC session or something like that with your phone as well. Mm-hmm. No, very, very interesting. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I need to get into this stuff myself a bit more than I have. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, good. Um, a great resource there. I found that the Android debugging tools are the only way to reliably get files to and from your machine. ADB space pull and then the destination from where you want to get it on your phone and then ADB push and then the destination where you want to put them because everything else is lying to you with sim links and permissions and sim links so one user has sees this view of the world and the other sees the other view of the world but with yes. Android debugging yeah. tools you're straight in as you're writing them where they're going to be for the most part there are some links as well, but at least the files are where you expect them to be. I just tend to use KDE Connect for, for my phones these days, um, but then I'm not. I'm just shifting photos or yeah. that sort of stuff on, on, off the thing. So the next day we had a, another one in basically a rant by operator, and I could feel his frustration, uh, particularly as luck would have it, I was coming back from getting a prescription from uh, our own system here in the Netherlands. And we have it set up that if you go to the doctor, then you, it's electri- 
electronically goes to your chemist and then your chemist will put your prescriptions into like a ATM machine on the wall and then you can go to the wall 24-7. You get an email to say it's ready and then you go to the wall anytime and put, plug in your pin code and then get your medicines and go Wow, that's quite, that's quite sophisticated. We, the way it's done here, if you've got repeat prescriptions, which, uh, which I do have, uh, yeah. every 50, 56 days I get a repeat prescription, 56 being 228s, I guess, um, and pills coming in 28s quite a lot, um, then it just automatically gets uh, filled by the, by the pharmacist. So I'm, yep. I have the one pharmacist who I have the, the deal with, and then I just go and uh, collect it a, few, a day or so after the, yeah. the, um, the the fill fill date, and there you go. And of course, it's free in in Scotland, not in England, but uh, yeah, prescriptions are free. Um, have been for quite a number yeah. of years. So They're covered by healthcare health insurance yep. here, so the mm-hmm. the bill all <laughs> goes to the health insurance provider, and then they can, they fight yep. it out. But so, yeah. anyway, that's that's but, irrelevant. But uh, operators, let's rub it in there. Horrendous, absolutely horrendous. So I'll read the comment from Jane. Please Dock, do, yeah. Who says, "Empathise with you, dear operator. I prescribe the medicines you discuss. It's a big old pain for doctors too. The law changed in 2021 that you're not supposed to fill controlled substances with a paper prescription, only electronic." I see my ADHD patients every three months. The patients call my office every 30 days in between for a refill, and the refill is done electronically from my desk. My patients don't have the problems you do. There should be a five-day leeway before your RX runs out. I use good RX for my own family's prescription. It makes a big cost difference, and I do not know how good RX works either. In order for the Controlled Substances Act to change, it will take an act of Congress. So contract contact your congress member it's well what can you say it's a it's a horrendous system it's no it's not perfect elsewhere but uh, wow this this sounds just dreadful yeah i think there's a re, you know the opioids crisis so there's a probably a very good reason for doing it that way but it's very frustrating i can imagine yeah that would be the reason i guess but uh, yeah but i mean um there's I think the USA has become a lot more uh, cautious about this sort of stuff. What is it? Sudafed, which is a thing that you take for allergies and and that type of stuff, which can, if you if you're up to doing the mm-hmm. the the chemistry, be turned into an opiate of some sort. Um, so it's quite heavily restricted in the USA. It's it's restricted to some extent here, but not anywhere near as as much. Mm. Okay, did not know that. I I don't know the the, the details, but uh, I think if you if you look it up, you you can find quite a lot of information about how this is handled in uh, in various parts of the world. Um, then the next day we had JWP with HP Steam Stream laptop and Ubuntu, and he's also talking about Pine sixty four. And I must say, I agree with him. I have, I love Pine64 as a company, as a concept, but I've had very, very bad luck. The Pine laptop that I got, the keyboard, is you just cannot type on the keyboard. I don't know what they thought were thinking. 
and uh, I got the Pine phone and it overheats. And I got the Pine phone keyboard and it doesn't work. So I just am um, throwing money at the company. That's a shame. Yeah, uh, you, just yes. As you say the concept is great, but uh, the the reality doesn't. Uh, if it doesn't match, then what's the point? Yeah, I kind of. It is the perfect, like the Pine phone and the keyboard. It's like having a scion in your hand. It's absolutely perfect. But I just plug it in, and then it doesn't work. And then uh, the next thing thing you're looking at. Uh, shimming the pogo planes and different operating systems and you're doing everything to see if you if you're doing it right or not and then it turns out yeah yeah anyway jessa has a command uh comment monty mint phone did your monty mint phone ever come in i remember you mentioned it in a previous episode would love to hear your experiences with the phone you and on me <laughs> So the next day we had the big blue button and NAS and uh, this is the outlaws again talking about uh, trying to configure big blue button or, or behind network address translation. And once you start dealing with turn and stun servers and all that sort of stuff, it is a pain in the butt. Mm-hmm. Yes, NAT can be a be a pain. In the, well, it, it's a it's a solution for most people's network setup, of course, but it's also a pain in, in uh, other contexts. We used to, uh, when I worked at the university, we used to have mm-hmm. constant battles with departments who decided they didn't have enough addresses and put um, a NAT router in. So that meant that we could no longer see their 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 devices and addresses and stuff like that, and it caused all sorts of problems with our... Um, DNS and, and this sort of stuff um, it just yep. became uh, it meant that they, there was a sort of stealth element to it which uh, which was quite quite <laughs> quite prone to being attacked um, we, we thought so the following day we had Rust 101 episode 2 rolling with the errors this is where Black Colonel was taking a leaf out of Tattoo's book and writing a uh, sample dice program as an example of how to write a Rust program. And I enjoyed this due to the fact that he left in the errors as he was going along. Yes, 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 absolutely. That's a that's a really necessary thing to, to be able to see that uh, it, it isn't a, a state of achieving perfection just straight out of the, the blue. It's, it's a thing where you, you sort mm-hmm. of poke at it and it doesn't doesn't work and so you think, oh, oh, I know what I did wrong and so on and so forth. Yes. I thought this was brilliant. I thought it was a really well done show. I thought um, I liked the uh, the the con the um, git was it GitLab? Yeah, GitLab content. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reference to it, I was sitting, I'd had the time to sit down and, and look at it while I was listening. I'm usually pottering around the house with the with headphones on. But, um, yeah, and it, it, he really explained it well. You could see, you know, as he, he did a, a, an, an approach to the final program step by step, sometimes with errors, as you say, and uh, um, you could see how it was all going to come together and stuff. It's an odd, it's a sort of slightly weird language by my standards. But of course, my standards are old and, and crusty. So, 
Um, <laughs> yeah, that's your excuse. I don't know what's mine. <laughs> but uh, it, it looks looks like something I should really uh, have a go at using myself, just to get the get the hang of what you can do with it. Yeah, very very cool. Yeah, the thing was, I'm now looking at the uh, source code for the first time, and it is exactly what what I had in my head. So yeah, that's kind of cool. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just he did an excellent job of tracking it and and yeah. telling us about how it was assembled and the thoughts behind it. Now that was that is really high quality tutorial material, I would say. Absolutely. And we had inversion layer modes, Dave, part of the GIMP series. And what I found interesting about this one was that um, he also explained. Mm, what's happening with the mats as he's doing this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. There was also a little bit of a practical example mentioned. I haven't been yep. to the website to look at it, and I bet you there's, there's some good stuff there, but I haven't had a chance to do it yet. But, um, yeah, the, the why you would want to do this is, is always the question. <laughs> and, of course, it's due to lack of experience or imagination on my yeah. part. But, but uh you know, I enjoyed the, the reference to how you might want to use this. That that was good. No, excellent, excellent show. He does not get enough credit for this. So, people who should get credit for shows this month, Archer72, Acer Aspire 5 Slim. Some serious upgrades going on here. Nice photos and everything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Everybody has a computer except me, Dave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and me. <clears throat> I did did get um, Raspberry Pi Zero W two. Um, the intent of making it run Octoprint, but I haven't started doing it yet. But uh, anyway, not very exciting that one. And that was it for shows for this month, if I'm correct. Uh, that's right. Yes, I believe so. For once, I stopped on time. <laughs> I'm uh, suffering from the single monitor. Having been so used to having two yeah, hopping yeah. about between tabs here like a mad thing. Um, there were additional comments. Uh, there was one to an episode from Clatu back in April of last year. And it was tuned system performance with tuned D, tuned, lost you, Dev, episode. I was surprised to hear you say that you've never done an episode on you, Dev, because I distinctly remember that episode. You were discussing creating your own Dev rules to automatically run tasks upon inserting a USB drive. It may be that you've never done an episode on HP or about it. I can't find it for the life of me. Either way, thank you as ever for this episode. And Windigo, there was definitely an episode about that because I remember hearing it while I was on the bus going past the, going from work back to the airport, uh, where I work as the airport is a train station. And I was just at a point where an aircraft was landing over us. So I had to rewind it. There you go. 
Well, I I remember this as well, and I had a quick scan of the database. I couldn't find didn't find any keywords like UDEV and stuff, but uh, yeah, but his own shows are the old. The new ones are slightly better, but the old ones are terrible. There's no metadata mm -hmm, mm -hmm. associated with them at all. I used to tags as well, but uh, nothing nothing happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I certainly recall that because I. Uh, was struggling with UDEV at the time and thought I got my head around it, but uh, Klaatu was was ahead of me with that one, and uh, so I remember using what he he uh, was talking about to do my own things. I cannot remember what what they were now. It's quite a while ago. Mm. Yes, mm. yes. There's 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 probably if quite a lot more. Yeah. Send us some uh, comments, please. Yes, 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 yes. Plato himself remembers it would be, <laughs> be fun, but um, yeah, there's there's a lot of work to be done still with the um, tagging of, of the shows. I mean, they are all tagged, but sometimes the the tags need further further work. Um, yeah, it's more duplicates now, Dave, but it mm -hmm. should have shown up by now. Yep, yep. So hopefully sure. we will we will get this cleaned up a lot. Right, next comment was. A comment on your show about 50 years since the first edition of Unix was published, and it was from Why Not, who says, thanks, great show. Agree with previous comment listener who just turned 51. So it's about how old you feel if you look back those 50 years. <laughs> and uh, this person has just uh, turned 51. One sec. Yes, uh, I know the feeling. <laughs> How I record HPR episodes by Norrist. And just as a quick recap, uh, he had a script to that you run against a, uh, a markdown file. Thank you for this program and the introduction as a podcast. I just downloaded the zip from GitLab. And... While trying the commands, I realized a section with dependencies is missing. I think pip is too large, so I usually do run it in a virtual environment. In other Python projects, like, and there's an example, there's a requirements.txt file. I wonder if you would consider adding one. That's retro. That's actually a good tip there. I find that mm. very clever on pip's part, that they, it automatically downloads the dependencies if you put them into the text file. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yep, yep. Okay, that's that's quite good actually, yes. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Okay, fine. <clears throat> so the last comment um, previous um, on past shows is on the big Christmas New Year bash with the Grumpies from Linux in-laws and um, operator says, love this show. Reminds me a little bit of Dev Random Podcast. This one had a lot of laughs. You guys are my friends for now. Mine mine won't do anything. Holidays are hard for some, most people. Shooting the shit and ranting are my favorite podcast episodes. Take care of yourselves. You're the only you you have. Excellent. So, was there any mailing list discussions, Dave? Not a lot. Um, Call for shows, unfortunately. Uh, yep. Very cryptic call for shows, as maybe I went through and uh, made a note of all the times I called for shows in the last 10 or so years. 
And Archer had a question about to show the calendar on the main page, and uh, it is there. It's a bit not obvious. It's called the upload page, and it's on the main menu, so it's on every page. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. Had, yeah. It's if you don't if you don't realize what that is, then uh, it's easy easy to do what you did there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Tuckoff fifty one uh, had a comment on our matrix channel. Uh, about the um, having basically a Docker container, which is where I use that uh, Podman thing from Tattoo Show, as a by the way, and that allows you to download that, and then you're running a little instance all configured, and you don't have to deal with the libraries and all the rest of that crud. Um, and basically, I was looking for some feedback on that. Um, And I put together a, uh, so Mike Ray, big supporter of the eSpeak voices. And I put together a link there with the, um, with the, an OG file of the four, three or four different uh, voices played at uh, normal speed, one and a half times two, two and a half, three, three and a half, four, four and a half, and five times the speed. And basically leaving it up to people to decide which one they prefer. So I will add that here. What do you think, Dave? Mm -hmm. It took me quite a long time to develop a voice, and now that I have it, I'm not going to be silent. It took me quite a long time to develop a voice, and now that I have it, I'm not going to be silent. It took me quite a long time to develop a voice, and now that I have it, I'm not going to be silent. It took me quite a long time to develop a voice, and now that I have it, I'm not going to be silent. It took me quite a long time to develop a voice, and now that I have it, I'm not going to be silent. It took me quite a long time to develop a voice, and now that I have it, I'm not going to be silent. It took me quite a long time to develop a voice, and now that I have it, I'm not going to be silent. It took me quite a long time to develop a voice, and now that I have it, I'm not going to be silent. It took me quite a long time to develop a voice, and now that I have it, I'm not going to be silent. It took me quite a long time to develop a voice, and now that I have it, I'm not going to be silent. It took me quite a long time to develop a voice, and now that I have it, I'm not going to be silent. It took me quite a long time to develop a voice, and now that I have it, I'm not going to be silent. It took me quite a long time to develop a voice, and now that I have it, I'm not going to be silent. It took me quite a long time to develop a voice, and now that I have it, I'm not going to be silent. It took me quite a long time to develop a voice, and now that I have it, I'm not going to be silent. And uh, Nigel expressed his preference, which I won't say here for fear of uh, tainting your opinion. And yet again, we're amazed at how fast Mike can read. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Quite a, quite a superhuman effort, sounds like. So that was pretty much that for the comments, I think, Dave, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I think so, yeah, on the mailing list. Um, there's not much on the events calendar thing except for FOSDEM coming up. FOSDEM, correct, In yeah. a few few days from uh, our recording time. It'll, it'll be passed by the time the show goes out, though. Yeah, and, unfortunately. Um, I, I have an item here on... Just keeping track of, of the uh, older shows that I'm up, uploading to archive.org. Managed to do 120 this month. So that leaves 124 um, still to do. So um, hopefully, uh, fingers crossed, get, get that 124 done before the next community news. But uh, don't, yeah, don't hold your breath. <laughs> very good, very good. Okay, so that's it. That is it. Yes, yes. There's nothing else to to discuss or look at, so that's fine. 
Okay. Um, people who haven't submitted a show so far this year, please consider doing that. New hosts, please come in. You always get priority. Uh, pick the first available slot. And uh, tell us tell us about yourself. And if you don't, I will be very disappointed. And I will talk to your mother slash parent guardian. Okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Tune in tomorrow for another exciting episode of... Hacker. Public. Radio. Radio. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. Today's show was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hosting for HBR is kindly provided by anhonesthost.com, the Internet Archive, and rsync.net. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.